This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I'm a little bit worn out today. I went up, woke up this morning at about like 5.30 a.m. And, uh, you know, it's springtime, so I'm, I, I really get eager to want to go bike riding. And I live in University City here in Philadelphia. It's beautiful out here. And uh, we got some great areas to do, so a lot of great things, a lot of places to eat, too. So with all those places to eat, you kind of got to make sure that you burn it off. So we got the Schuylkill Run area in our University City area. It takes us all the way up to even like Germantown, which is probably like maybe 15 miles away from where I live at. So I didn't go that far this way, this time. I think I went about at least maybe almost 20 this morning, but I'm worn out. It's like 60 degrees up here and I'm, I'm going to break through. I'm going to break through. I was, it was one of those times where like, I'm really tired. I don't want to do it, but I had to force myself to get my ass up because, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do today or whatever, but I, I got to keep routine. I got to keep it going regardless, you know, no matter what. Sometimes when you're tired, you got to keep it going anyway. So just a lesson to all you guys. But I hope everybody's having a great week this week in the world of anime, comics, movies and games. We got our review this week to talk about, and that is Hellboy, the rebooted Hellboy uh, that is coming this time around. And does it fare with the one that Ron Perlman did and way back and the first two? And, you know, was it a need to do a reboot? We're going to talk about that in our talk topic of the day. But of course, we got a lot of things going on in the world of our favorite fandoms. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG.
All right, so let's get down to the most talked about news of the week, and that is Disney finally announcing information about their new streaming network. That is Disney Plus. We've been talking about this for quite some time now. It's finally here. They finally announced it, and here's the information that we have on it. And it's a lot of information, so really interesting, including the price, which they are at this time. And I say at this time because you know if it gets booming, they will raise the price up. So at this time... The, the monthly subscription will be for $6.99, which is not entirely bad. That's like old school Netflix and uh, Hulu prices. And again, once they get you, guaranteed these prices is going to go up. So do not expect this price to stay. This, it's the it's the lowering price. It's the, uh, the bait price, if you will, is what I call this, of $6.99. So it'll be $6.99 for now. And if it gets better, if they start adding more content... Best believe, and you know, adding more features, best believe this price will absolutely go up and you'll be already hooked, line, and sinker for this. So, this is the bait price right now of $6.99. The network also will be available for TV and mobile devices. That's pretty standard, so that's great. Uh, The content that they will be providing. You wouldn't expect any better from them because they practically own a lot of different brands of franchises at this time. So, of course, you will get all Pixar content, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and as advertised and announced, Fox. Every episode of The Simpsons will be available on the network day one. So this is their way of saying, yes, we own it now. We own this. And we're going to probably see a lot more from them in due time so we'll see uh what's going to happen with that we're i'm really also dying to see what's going to happen with the all these networks that they own for fox as well are they going to keep it going especially like fs1 uh you know fx in fxx and all that you know what are you going to do with all that are you going to change it are they going to is the fox brand going to you know die out i mean regardless fox has a great history a huge history so i don't know what they feel about the brand itself will they let the the heritage and the legacy of fox stay alive regardless or will it you know assimilate into the disney conglomerate if you will so i will see we'll see how this goes from there but some other great interesting things uh disney has also announced that they will be producing new shows based on the marvel cinematic universe and that is including the falcon and the winter soldier starring anthony mackie and sebastian stan and we've heard about this for quite some time so it's official like the actual actors from the movie will be reprising their roles in these shows we don't know if this is going to be an hour show half hour show if it's going to be 12 episodes 24 episodes we just know that these shows are coming will it will it be tv shorts i don't know we will see uh also wandavision starring elizabeth olsen and paul bettany reprising their role as scarlet witch in the vision i'm actually interested in this because this has been a thing in the comic books for years on end that these two were a couple and now we're going to see this come out more. And I'm interested in also who will be directing this and producing this. Because this can, you know, this has the making of a rom-com or a action film. This be this can be the new heart-to-heart version of a superhero <laughs> uh, TV series. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to be doing this. This one, more than the first two, excited me the most. Marvel's What If... The first animated series from Marvel Studios based on the comic series. Now, if you guys don't know, 
If you're not a Marvel Comics fan or a comic book reader at all, Marvel What If, Marvel's What If, actually, is a TV series. It, was, it wasn't a TV series. It was a comic book series. Kind of think of it as their version of The Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. And in this case, each episode based itself on a particular storyline in the Marvel Universe, but the roles have changed. It always start the Watcher, and the Watcher would always narrate or pretty much narrate the situation at hand he was literally alfred hitchcock if you will for the marvel cinematic universe and he would always you know uh illustrate what could possibly happen if say if captain america had the infinity gauntlet or if uh you know, they, if they killed Thanos or, or some, it was something crazy. If Mary Jane died, I mean, there's a ton of what if episodes. If Venom killed Spider Man, there's just absolutely tons of different things that came out of what if stories. And some of those stories were really well written and really well illustrated and, and narrated. And it's just so really good. I mean, I can't even find, there's just been so many different ones. What if. Hitler got the cosmic cube during World War II when Captain America was fighting him on the Red Skull. Stuff like that. It was just crazy. And it I loved it because it brought in it was Stan Lee broadening the imagination even further, but not making it canon. It's just literally what if this happened? What if we allowed this to happen? What we would have done? What would the writers have done at this point? So it brought in and opened up even more imagination to it. And now they're going to bring it in in the form of animation. So I am very much looking forward to this. I pray that the animation style is really well done and the character style is really well done. I I, I can't wait to see this. I'm looking very forward to this. Now, this right here, with all that they're providing, plus all the stuff that they're having and all the Marvel content and all the Star Wars content and all the Pixar content, this, if I got to say... This may allow me to want to venture in. I can jump in on this for like a month or so and, and really enjoy some of these episodes. And then also, or if I really want to make it permanent, I'm dropping one of my other streaming networks. So WWE, look out. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that could be would it possibly happen for me personally, because this is really promising. I liked it. And I absolutely, I think this is going to be, give, definitely give DC Universe a run for its money because they got a lot of different things going on. This is going to be a powerhouse. And to their, to DC Universe's credit, I absolutely love what they've done. I enjoy what they've done. I do tend to go back into that every so often, pay $7.99 for a month and check out some of the content. Uh, like I said, I've checked out uh, Doom Patrol recently, a few episodes of that. That was out. That to me, that that show is outstanding. Uh, so I mean, they got a killer cast in that show, and it's really awesome. I I love that show. They they really got a lot to offer, but I think Marvel's going to do a great job here with some of the stuff. I, what I don't hope that they do is pull out some of the, th- the content that they got on Netflix uh, that they have already. Maybe, the movies, maybe I don't care because I actually own a lot of the movies, but like, maybe like Ages of Shield and all the stuff keep in there i know that netflix still owns the rights to all of the marvel netflix stuff so i'm not concerned with that either but i would really like for them to to actually keep that in i just realized something i just you know thought in my mind that's why i just paused real quick that 
Ages of Shield is coming out in a month. I need to start to rebinge on uh, Ages of Shield again before that comes back too. So. I, I'm looking forward to that. Disney uh, Animated Studios also will be providing a documentary covering the making of Frozen 2. So that's awesome. I still got to see Frozen 1. Don't tell anybody. Um, Pixar will also have a Toy Story-based project called Forky Ask a Question. Don't know what that totally entails. There was no real information on that, but that is coming. The network app itself will support 4K HDR video playback pending subscribers availability of Wi-Fi and bandwidth. So Disney Plus will be available in the U.S. market first, followed by a global expansion later, which means that we are the guinea pigs right now. So do take that in consideration. I don't expect any bugs or anything to happen, but you never know. DC Universe, to what I understand and why I remember, did pretty well. In its first start. I didn't have any trouble with that. So I expect Disney to be top quality from this point on. So there you have it. We will keep things in motion from here. And if any news comes up, uh, we will follow up with it as it develops from there. So I'm. Lo- it sounds very exciting, in my opinion. Uh, what else that is very exciting, speaking of that and Disney, Star Wars, the new trailer come out. The Rise of the Skywalker finally came in people were very excited uh some people did not like the tag title the uh the, the uh subtitle or whatever the, the tag uh the title of it is the subtitle is for it but i don't mind it the rise of the skywalker it, there may be a reason a rhyme or reason for it so i will hold my reserve i didn't think anything bad of it but i love what i saw in there i mean just it was a lot to take in it was really honestly a lot to take in so i gathered the notes that i have i mean we obviously starts off showing um ray fully mastered uh her jedi ability and it shows lando's lando carizian is back flying the millennium falcon uh it also shows uh the words that the saga comes to an end uh looks of looks like uh carrie fisher will be in this series they had a really quick clip of ray hugging and embracing what looks like princess leia in there so i have reason to believe that she is still in a movie and that's pretty awesome uh which means that, and that goes to show that they actually filmed some extra clips or they were filming all through the entire you know series of doing both movies so looks like they managed to get her in both times and that's why we were wondering why what was going to happen with her last in the last movie because it's like okay she passed away how are we going to do this so it looks like i i didn't realize this but it possibly there's a possibility that they actually filmed both movies running at the same time before she passed away so that's pretty awesome that they were able to get her in uh we also see kylo ren fighting off an army it kind of looked like the empire or the the new regime that he's involved with i don't know where his case is at right now but um it also we hear skywalker saying no one's really ever gone and at the very end we follow with a laughter that sounds an awful lot like the emperor so this is going to be crazy and that might answer the question as to why the guy in the uh, in the second movie in the last movie that we saw was possibly the final like the really big boss and they killed him off so early so like left us hanging now we realize now it all makes sense now it all completely makes sense now so 
I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of great hype about this movie. Um, some of them are trying to bulldozer it over Endgame. Like, dude, y'all, people have a short attention society so quickly. Hell no. That's not happening. It will not happen. And guarantee by the time the, close, the, the closer this thing gets to um, fruition and, and Christmas, that... I think people will be burned out already. Who knows? We'll see. But I mean, always it always happens. Like people get hype, and then people want to crap on it as soon as it comes. So I don't even want to hear it. But I'm excited for it. I was actually I actually did like the uh, last mo- the last Jedi. So I didn't see any problem with it. I understood the whole situation. I dug what they did with it. It was not a big deal to me. So people are just are pent up and frustrated for certain things that they don't need to be pent up and frustrated about there's an answer for that so uh, moving on game of thrones i believe the this is sunday and this is uh this i believe is the season premiere the much anticipated season premiere of the last season of game of thrones well there's no shortage of uh opportunities for these guys for the cast of this group because star ian Glenn will be in fact playing the role of none other than Bruce Wayne in the next season of Titans for the DC Universe Network. And uh, if you saw the last episode of Titans, you saw that Dick was actually Dick Grayson. That is was actually somewhat. If I if I remember, he was sort of dreaming or had his dream sequence where Batman was going completely rogue. It was a really it was a really great episode. Well. It just so happens that we will not only see Bruce Wayne in next season, but he's going to be in multiple episodes as the Dark Knight. So Ian Glenn, who a lot of people think that he actually kind of resembles Adam West in his youth. And he kind of does in a sense. So it'll be interesting to see what, what how he portrays this character. I don't I really doubt he will really portray him in the it maybe maybe kind of because. Much to our, much to, unbeknownst to us, that Batman uh, series was kind of a comedy, and I don't think people really saw it as a comedy until the later on in the years, when when things started to evolve. But I think he could probably get a little bit of Adam West and still make it a little bit serious as well. So I, I I'm interested. I I'm really interested to see what he's going to do. But they have their Batman in there, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Titans started off slow last season. And ended up really strong at the end. He really did a great job. So more power to him on that. They got some great talent in there as well. In other news, jumping into video game news because I did not mention this on the Select Star series. I actually totally forgot about this, so I'm also mentioning it. It's not too much big news, but All Might. All Might has been somebody that people have been talking about since day one of the announcement of Jump Force. And it's official. He is going to be the first DLC character to be released on that game. That very disappointing game. I, I'm sorry. Like I, the game was good, and I, if you guys remember, I reviewed this game. But the potential that we all know that this this game could have had, and what they have done with it, possibly one of the biggest disappointments so far in video games for 2019. And I say this after playing games like Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, Dragon Ball Fighters, and recently, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission. All of those games provided so much fanfare and so many great 
replay value. And then you get into this game where at this time, and there's no telling whether they're winning or they're going to add it. Hopefully they will. You're playing a game that you can only play the story mode once, that there's nothing else really to do after the fact of playing the story mode but fight online and fight the missions and everything, which is kind of like it becomes just really bland after a while. Where, I mean, there's so many smoke and mirrors in this game. It isn't funny. And then we're supposed to get excited about All Might. What I would really like is if they give us some more replay value in this game and actually give us something that we can chomp at the bits about this game. Like the the story mode, I'm really mad because I can't play the story mode again because of the fact that they put us through so much of a ringer and it was so hard to beat that final boss. And all of a sudden I'm at level 60. What am I doing with this? And then I try to create a character to start the game over. No, it's still a part of the day. Like, no, come on, man. What are you doing? So they've really dropped the ball, in my opinion. So I it, I paid for the season pass. So granted, all right, great. I'm happy that's coming out, uh, that All Might's coming out. But you know what? I got another game that I still consider better than Jump Force, and that's My Hero Academia 1 Justice, which in my opinion, yeah, it wasn't to the level of any of the other games I mentioned. But compared to that, this game, that game is way more playable and enjoyable than this. Way more. Way, 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 way more. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, yay. If you guys are happy about that, more power to you. But I won't be happy till I actually see a fuller game within that uh, title. And I'm really, what I'm really mad about is that Spike Chunsoft was involved deeply in this uh, game and those are the guys i really are a fan of from uh the fire pro series and i'm really really upset that they did this i mean graphically it looks okay and is not nearly as good as what the cgi looked like before but man i was highly disappointed in this game like it could have been so much more than what it than what it was but for those who are looking for him he's coming out in may so stay tuned for that and there's still more characters to come uh later on in the year as well so hopefully god hopefully we can see more from this so last bit of information and news we're going back to smallville remember that show and remember the character chloe and remember the actor behind the character chloe allison mack well, you also know that she was in, involved in some really crazy, eccentric and bizarre sex cult. Uh, and there was a court case out for, well, the FBI uh, took her in and she pleaded guilty to the, all the charges of the uh, sex cult that they had. Uh, she was arrested last April, if you guys remember, by the FBI in relation to this investigation. Uh, she was said to be a major part of the sex cult as a manager and a recruiter. Uh, others, including celebrity members as well, and her trying to cultivate others. It was uh, absolutely ins- one of the craziest, craziest out-of-the-park uh, newsworthy type of things to talk about. It, it, truth be told, actually used to have a crush on chloe on the show because i felt like she played this character of a girl who wanted to be liked by clark she had a huge crush on clark and she came off as like one of the one of these types of girls that like i felt like she wanted to really prove that she was good enough for clark even better than lana and she felt like one of those people 
who are willing to do whatever it takes to prove that they were better that she was better than the other person that he the, uh that the person was attracted to so my teenage head went everywhere and now to hear that she was involved in a sex cult it like really heightened everything that i had about this situation with my crush for her but at the same time the adult side of me is like okay this is just bizarre really crazy like this like this goes way above my limit of i of, of a crush of a fantasy so just like all right now you're going too far <laughs> all this branding and all this stuff and you know it's just it's just crazy so uh yeah that happened and uh she's pleading guilty she actually i believe uh made a statement uh off quote basically summarizing that she's gonna own up to everything that she's done within it so she you know she's she's gonna deal with it she knows she did wrong and she's gonna own up to it and ladies and gentlemen that superman would be very proud of that so (laughs) folks that will do it for this edition of what's new in the world of acmg i'm going to take a break come back and i'm going to review the latest reboot of hellboy do we really need one we'll find out right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is our review of Hellboy, the recently rebooted version of Hellboy, uh, the 2019 version. And this one is directed by, let me see this time around. Because Gimmer Del Toro did the other one. This one is done by Neil Marshall. Does he have what it takes to be able to supersede the great versions that Gimmer Del Toro did with the first two, uh, which was the Golden Army for the second and an original Hellboy? And my answer to that is no. And here's why. Now, I say this, but I watched it. And I really didn't have too much of a problem with the movie, except that I felt that it was trying to be too gritty and dark. And the whole focus of the movie wasn't too much of character direction or uh, storytelling as much as it was to be completely dark. I mean, this is a Dark Horse comic book at best, but with that said, doesn't mean you have to be gritty. Gimmer de Toro... And why I keep mentioning him and all the great work that he did and Ron Perlman and Selma Blair and all them, the entire cast, all those guys did. Um, 
it, it brought a great sort of synergy to what should be a really dark and violent type of movie and made it colorful, albeit it's supposed to have a dark nature. And it still had somewhat of the dark nature to it, but it also had a lot of character and finesse with it as well, especially the Golden Army. I love the Golden Army. And at the time, those movies made me a fan of Hellboy because I never read the comic book. I never knew about the fandom. I knew I knew of the comic book, but I never really got into it. So this brought me in majorly, and it did some really great things with it. Uh, Guillermo del Toro did some phenomenal things with it, along with uh, Mike Manola, uh, who also wrote that as well. Well, this time around, you got Neil Marshall and then Andre Cosby, who actually writ, uh, wrote the movie. And to my, if you want to compare the two, this was when I first heard that they were rebooting, first of all, when I first heard that they were rebooting the actual uh, movie, and the movie came out, that movie came out, what, 2004. And I'm like, to me, that's way too early to already do a reboot to a franchise that was really good and was well-received by critics and fans alike. And why? what was the idea? Why was the, What was the point of them rebooting it? I mean, couldn't they just pick up where they left off? I mean, was Guillermo del Toro not available? I know he's he worked on a Pacific Rim, which I actually did like the second one. Uh, it was pretty well he didn't do the second one i believe that's right he didn't do the second one but he did the first one he did other projects as well but i don't know i think i would have kept it the way it was and just picked up where it left off and in this case they just went for a really more gritty and dark premise and i don't think it worked well i think they try to play against the well way too often with it to a point that it just, and, and this is one of those cases too. To me, this is one of those cases where I don't think it actually is the fault of the actors. This is kind of the case that I had with the last Fantastic Four movie. You had all tremendous actors in this movie, but the writing and direction was just so awful. It really, it didn't hurt the, it didn't hurt the actors one bit. It didn't hurt the actors one bit. And I say the same thing here. It, I believe that they did a the act as far as acting they did a fairly good job they did a, you know everything that they were supposed to do and i didn't have a problem with it like in fact uh what is his name actually the uh actually hellboy himself um yeah david Har yeah Har uh david harbour from uh, isn't he from game of thrones if i'm correct if i am correct because i don't, hey, I know he played in Suicide Squad. He plays on Stranger Things. Yeah, that's where it pretty much is. It's not Game of Thrones. He plays on Stranger Things. But um, he, he, I mean, the makeup job, he looked apart. He sounded no different than Ron Perlman. I mean, I don't want to say, all right, he didn't, I don't want to say he, he sounded very similar to Ron Perlman, but he didn't have that Ron Perlman charisma. Uh, but he was, he did enough to pull it off. I don't think his role had anything to do with it. I just think it's just the insanely gritty, gratuitous, uh, you know, direction that they went with it. And it was just like, it literally just told the story all over again, but gave it a different, you know, I guess enemy and, and, and character and everything. And it was just, all right, whatever. They had new characters to this one. I didn't mind the new characters at all for this. Uh, I thought 
they did fairly well. I mean, I, I dug it. I, I think I like the, uh, I absolutely do like the cast from the original one better. You know, that being uh, Selma Blair and, and uh, Ron Perlman. And um, even in the second one, when they added uh, Seth MacFarlane in there as well. You know, I thought they, they it, it was just, the, the, really the groove and feel of it was just a lot better, in my opinion. Then you had Mila Jonovich from the Fifth Element and the Resident Evil series who, you know, she has her core base fans and everything. And I thought she did pretty well as the Blood Queen in this movie. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't overwhelm me. It didn't underwhelm me. She was just there. She didn't really come off as a major threat either. So she didn't really stand out in this movie at all, but she looked great. She looked apart. It wasn't bad. It just, it was just on a level. And sometimes for this type of movie that's all you can ask for i mean i thought the violence was more of the villain than she was in this case i did like sasha lane i did like uh sasha lane as alice i thought she did pretty well i did like uh daniel day kim uh who i believe is from hawaii 50 if i'm correct and he played uh ben who apparently turns into a cheetah so i mean that that's the coolest part because it just reminded me i'm like and i looked at that i was like you know they could really do a bloody roar movie if they really wanted to at this point and it'd probably be better <laughs> you know so it, it was what it was i i mean the fight scenes were awesome there were some special effects in there there were some cgi scenes in there and some uh green screen parts in there where it did tick me out because i didn't i felt like it didn't connect well uh in particular i believe it was the scene where he was fighting the giants in the field and something felt really off about that scene where you could tell you could almost tell that the creatures in hellboy were not necessarily there like they didn't really put too much depth within it and it just wasn't enough CGI in there to let me believe that they were actually in that in that place, in that setting. So, I mean, that was an issue that I had with that as well. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was what it was. Ian McShane also. I, I didn't really have too much problem with the acting. It's just the direction and the feel of just it had to be R rated. So they had to, you know, this is the part where we the argument that people always have It's like, do you really need to be R rated? And Gimler Del Toro's version, and he proved that you don't have to be R-rated to get your point across. You know, the same way some comedians don't curse to make themselves funny. You don't have to go that cheap route. And, and I felt like there were just times where they was just so, so gruesome and so violent. And so it was like, damn, I got way more impact out of watching Infinity War of Thanos beating the living crap out of the hawk or him just choking out and snapping his neck to uh, Loki than I did just watching like two hours of this movie of this all the violence that was going on in this movie. It's like, okay, I get it. They're in hell. This is the devil. Uh, I'll I give you another big example because I just watched the entire season and if you compared it to, I think... The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina did a hell of a lot better, you know, with the satanic type of thing than Hellboy did. Very much, much successful and didn't have to be entirely too violent. They had moments where there was some gruesome like moments in there 
and there were some creepy moments in there. But it was just, you know, if they picked their moments, and when it happened, it was like, oh, wow. You know, you didn't expect it to happen, and it, it, it really shocked you. It really put you, you, you remember that. But watching Hellboy, it's from start to finish. It's just gore, 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 gore. It just keep hitting you with the gore. And we get that. We get that. At least, if you're going to do it, have it done in, like, one sec, in, like, segment, and just completely, you know, just grab you in to that moment. But having an entire, it's like having a three-hour episode of WWE Raw. It's like, it's just too much. If you just put it in for an hour or two hour, we will remember so much more out of that episode or out of this movie than we would in a long version of it. So the all the gore and everything, it just, it just really, it didn't work. It didn't work. There was some also missing human elements out of it too. And I think that's what the thing it was taken out of it as well. And I, I agree with a lot of critics and a lot of people when, when they say, you know, did we really need another one? This was to me like watching Spider the Amazing Spider-Man. It was like, did we really need another reboot to this point? No, we didn't. It was especially when you provided us the exact same thing that you gave us before. So it was like, why didn't you pick up where you left off? Now, the recent Spider-Man is totally different from what they did on in Rami Spider-Man. So that's that's a different thing. And it's been years from that point. Like that was 2000 to 2019. I, I, you know, it is what it is, but I, I really didn't really get into this movie at all. I, I'm sorry. It was just, to me, I think, one, it was too early for doing a reboot. Two, if they're going to do another Hellboy movie, just make it a sequel. Give it to uh, Del Toro if they had it, if he had the opportunity to do it. I don't know if it was a case that he didn't want to do it or he didn't have the time to do it, but... um. The makeup, the only positives I can really give this, it's watchable. It's not the worst thing I've seen. I, at best, and it doesn't take anything away from what everybody else is saying about that movie, but I watched this movie, and at the end of the movie, I was like, nah, I probably won't need to watch this again. I won't, I won't even care to watch this again. Um, this, to me, remind me of when I watched Constantine. Before I even knew that that was a comic book hero, I actually went to the movies to go see Constantine because I'm like, when I saw the trailer, I saw that there was an actual movie that looks like The Matrix and Keanu Reeves is in it. So, all right, he did really great before. What is he doing now? I had no idea at the time that that Constantine was actually a comic book movie based on a DC universe. And when I finally got to see it and it literally put me in a place, I'm like, I don't think I need to see this anymore. <laughs> it, it it freaked me out to no end. It was it wasn't until the Constantine series came out that I was and now, you know, the animated series and now Legends of Tomorrow where I felt a little bit more comfortable with the character. But that movie really freaked me out to a point that I was like I had no idea what was going on with that movie. I still haven't watched that movie since. I have not watched Constantine since, and I actually, I probably should go back and watch it to give it a second opinion now that I'm more familiar with the character. Uh, but as far as this, no. If I really want to see Hellboy, I'll stick to the uh, Del Toro editions and uh, stick with that, because those are just all around absolutely great. Great character development, great storytelling. Uh, you know, and I say better filming and special effects and CGI. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. From start to finish. It was extremely entertaining. This one had some comedy moments, but it wasn't like, okay, that was a moment. But it didn't like make me go bust out laughing or anything. So, you know, I, 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 I hate to say it. Like, I wouldn't recommend this movie at all. If I had to give it a grade, it would probably be a D. That's pretty much as best I could get with that. And from the looks of it, I'm not the only one. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. And apparently, it is almost practically virtually unanimous in some cases. 15%. 15% for the new version uh, of Hellboy reviewed by 145 critics. Audience score 65, which is still 65%, which is a little over the grain, liked it. It was watchable. If there's. <sighs> It was watchable at best. I could get through the whole entire movie, but I wasn't entertained at all at, by this. Uh, and probably a lot of it has to do with just like they poke the the rated R bear way too much on this and went crazy. And I guess it's probably probably because of the success of Deadpool. The difference between that and Deadpool is that Deadpool had great directors, had great writers, uh, had people overseeing it majorly and it was meant to be a comedy but it had its moments it didn't it wasn't all violent all the time it had a lot of great moments they need this thing should have been diluted of its violence and gore through the whole thing and maybe that would have been a little bit better and more focused on character you know development because i liked the characters and i wanted more from the characters but and i didn't get it you know, especially from um, from uh, the girl Jane, uh, Alice, the character Alice. I want to see a little bit more from her because I don't, I don't think we've seen enough of her. And I was looking for the same type of Selma Blair type of character. And I don't know where they're going with this and where they're going with her character, but it is what it is. And I don't know if they're making a sequel after this, but it from the sound of, from the looks of it, it pretty much bomb. I mean, you got 15 percent uh, squash here. Meanwhile. The original version was it was uh, certified fresh with an 81%, you know, fresh rating from critics. And then the Golden Army got an 86%, which I do think it was better than the actual sequel. Uh, in so many ways, so many great moments, you know. And again, Seth MacFarlane was in there to turn it up a bit, too. So, I mean, you had so many great moments, and they did. They were able to do what they were trying to do, but without going overboard you know it was just didn't have to you know so i'm really interested in hearing what you guys think on this um i know there's some people in our acmg facebook group that wasn't trying to hear it and didn't like it and uh yeah it is what it is i agree so i'm telling you i'm glad because this is the last movie that i will be seeing until end game so it's officially from this point on we're just counting down the time to the biggest event of the year bar none so we'll see about that ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live thank you guys so very much again this week on select start i got a few notes here uh well first of all tomorrow on monday here in philadelphia we got the franklin institute uh, which is one of our biggest science institute museums here they're celebrating marvel 
They have a Marvel exhibit there. I've heard some good things about it so far. If you guys remember, I went to the video game exhibit that they had over there. Now they got Marvel over there, and I've seen some pictures from some of our ACMG members. So I am looking forward to checking it out. I'm going to do some full pictorials over there, and uh, I'll have that available for you guys on TalkTimeLive.com. I'll have a few of them available on our ACMG Facebook group. So if you're in our ACMG Facebook group and you're listening to this now, I will have it on there for you guys to check out and uh, see which you what and well, pretty much why you should probably want to go or if you should go or not. So you'll see, you'll get to see it for yourself. Um, but there also is going to be uh, more on our ACMG on our TalkTimeLive.com site. There also another big thing is coming uh, this week. I got some really good video game, more video game things coming this week. Um, on Select Start, I will be finally getting a chance to review Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. It's the sequel to the Wonder Boy game uh, made by Sega. So a few, uh, there's a few other developers that put this together, and it looks absolutely much better. And that's saying a lot, because Wonder Boy, the remaster version of Wonder Boy was really great. But I felt it was a little bit too hard in some cases, too. Um, this one, a little bit challenging as well, but beautiful just absolutely beautiful and stunning they redrawn everything in anime form and it looks great i'm having somewhat fun with it right now and um i'm look i'm just getting through it right now but it's i'm we're we'll talk more about that on uh this week on select start as well also a new interview will be coming in this week but not in audio form and the reason for that is because the gentleman that i'm going to be talking to or the person I'm going to be talking to, is the one who is responsible for the game that I just reviewed last week. It is Ye- uh, Yo J. That name sounds familiar because it's the person who created the Friends of Rinko Ishikawa. I have had such a great time and I'm very intrigued by this game, this open world 2D experience, that I decided to reach out to Yeo. And Yeo contacted me back. We had a uh, pretty good conversation about things and I invited him to be on the show. He did not he declined only only because he felt that his English is not fluid enough to talk in an interview. And I understood that. So what we're going to do, we're going to set up an interview that will be done in an article that will be available on talktimelive.com so you guys can read about that. Uh as we he can he writes English a lot better than he speaks it and I kind of understand that I totally understand that uh so we're gonna get to know him a lot more and you're gonna get to read about some of the things that went into this game and how it started how did he started or how many people it's some it's a lot I need to uh unravel from his brain here because he absolutely did a phenomenal job or his team did a phenomenal I don't know how many people went into this and I find out that he's the only one I am going to be absolutely at all because if you haven't played this game yet this puts river city ransom to shame and does something very innovative that i've never seen before in a 2d game it's really awesome so i'm gonna get a chance to uh get some answers and questions asked by him and you guys are gonna be able to get it uh gonna be able to check that out sometime this week so stay tuned for all that and much more folks thank you so very much again follow us actually follow me on Instagram at Dexavier Josiah, you know, catch up with everything, what I'm doing, all that stuff. Uh, 
whatever I'm going through or going on, I'll have it on there. Uh, you can also find me always on the ACMG Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. We are only letting in people who have an account of five years or older, a legit account of five years or older that you actually interact with, that you actually have pictures of yourself with. We're not getting any people. The, the biggest thing about social media that I really can't stand is people who hide from social media. It totally defeats the purpose of social media. Why do you need to hide yourself in social media? You're, that's the opposite of being social. So we want people who are not afraid to not only uh, show themselves, but to have fun and communicate with people. I mean, we want introverts to not be introverts anymore. We we want people to come out of their shell and enjoy all the things that they have. We you know there's a ton of of you know what do you call it shadow followers you know and it, it, out here ghost followers that is there's a lot of ghost followers out there that it is like this is totally not the way that social media is supposed to be you know. You, we need to be more social out here. So if you are that type of person and you love all things anime, comics, movies, and games, then definitely check us out on Facebook. And if you're 18 or older, of course, we want grown folks only. So again, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG1. If you want to check our shows out, you can always find us on talktimelive.com. If you want to check out our exclusives, you can check that out at talktimelive.com forward slash exclusives or go to talktimelive.com and hit the exclusives button there. If you want to check out us on other streaming uh, networks, you can check us out on I was about to say Hulu and no, that's not true. I wish <laughs> you could check us out on uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and YouTube as well. We are everywhere. There's no shortage of any places that you can find us. So you can find us everywhere. Keep supporting us. Keep letting people know and keep up support. We're going to try to keep this quality at all times and give you the best in all things, our favorite fandom. So Folks, without further ado, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Folks, have a great week and counting down to Mortal Kombat in Endgame. Take care.